And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here and in the pod or in the bunker with me this week we've got Brian Kelly from the Minor County Board and the PRO Committee of the Senior County Board and we've got Davy Rispin from the Rispin blog and also from Cortown as we always like to mention just there beside uh, St. Ulton's Football Club. Um, <laughs> we're going to get and, stuck into and Clannagan. And Clannagan. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's right in the middle of all these teams that he loves to talk about. Um, they love me. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. They, they really do. do. It's a love hate relationship. I'll just let you know there, Davy. Um, <laughs> they love to hate you. Um, <laughs> On this week's We Are Made podcast, we have the club results that uh, that uh, from the A-League football on the weekend, the ones that did make it through the inclement weather. Um, we have a result there from the Mead Minor Camogues. Um, obviously, the Mead Hurlers were out in the last round of the Division 2A um, League. Um, and then we have also Mead against Galway in the Alliance League Division 1. Um, we'll also be going to Instagram interaction and we'll have to also have a look at the GAProductions.com in association with Corte and GFC. Um, and we'll have a look at the We Are Mead table um, that, uh, uh, and the results, I suppose, Davy Rispin, from the weekend. And uh, I, look, I did speak about this, you know, after maybe one or two results at the start, I told you. It was a marathon, not a sprint, and uh, you know, you gave me some dog's abuse in those first couple of weeks. Mm. But uh, today, it's my turn, and I will be giving you dog's abuse. <laughs> But it is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yeah, so only, there's two weeks to go. Yeah, but there's only two two miles left in this. Uh, in this, uh, I'm um, a corner forward. I'm, I'm short, snappy distances, not long range. Kind yeah, of well, I've I, I've timed my run perfectly. That's all I'd say. I've timed. It. I I mightn't win the marathon. You know, you I, definitely I, won't win. Definitely the won't win the marathon. Um, but uh, uh, as long as I as long as I beat you, that's the main thing. <laughs> and maybe if I could catch Kieran Flynn as well, uh, I'd be happy. Um, a couple of other people there, Keith Simons and uh, Tom O'Connor and whatever. Watch your back in that uh, in, in the final two two weeks. But um, yeah, we're going to start off with the club results, and uh, Davy Rusman is going to be giving us um, a, a rundown of the results from each of the leagues. So uh, Davy, if you want to take the reins, yeah. So first one is AFL Division One. Good actually round up of games played because obviously as you mentioned Mick the weather was you know dreadful over the weekend so these games were played and, and were finished uh, concluded so the first one we have up is Dunshockland 16 points Oldcastle 6 points so good win for Dunshockland new management in there important morale boost and win Oldcastle we all know from you know the cup competitions are missing a few but um, Dunshockland will be pleased with that that's a big win uh, next one we have here, it's uh, it's low scoring in terms of quantity of scores, but you know high scoring with the goals. Retote 4-7, 
Navina 2-6. Um, so, big win there for Retoat. 19-12. Yeah, Navin O'Mahony's 1-6. Gail Column kill Kells, 13 points. So, you know, a, a big win for Kells in the Battle of the Town teams there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they know each other so well now yeah. at this stage. It's unbelievable. That's love-hate as well. More hate than love. But, uh, Centristown, um, big win for them too. Brian Kelly's club, 17 points. Dunmore Ashburn's 13. Very high-scoring and entertaining game by the sounds of it. Yeah, Brian Kelly... Um, you know, we spoke about this off air. Centristown, a lot of up and coming young footballers, and uh, maybe getting their chance to shine in the early rounds of the league. And uh, you know, uh, great work being done in Centristown at the moment. Yeah, I'd say you now to be very few younger teams on average taking part in Division One of the league this year than what we had out on Friday night. Um, really very impressive performance from the team. The Fesh Cup had gone poorly, losing three games, but they got a few lads back who were in the mid under twenties for the weekend and it really made a huge impact I thought they all played very well they came in Cotlick yet centre back was outstanding Alan Mulvaney I've been telling him since he was 14 he was a wing back he was wing back the other night played very well maybe I do know one thing about football <laughs> um, yeah Joey Moore in the fourth he did well then you had a few old stages like Brian Sheridan Damien Sheridan was back he played lined out a corner forward not a position he'd be used to he drifted out the field though um, James Bourne didn't play much football the last couple of years he was back at cornerback um, just a very good performance and Dunhamer Ashburn played very well in spells but just not for long enough and unfortunately for them they ended up down to 14 men they got a red card in stoppage time which just sullies the performance for them a little bit yeah and uh, the flags have gone up around Centristown uh, the banners are up it's uh, Centristown for the Keegan in 2020 um, after that result and uh, why not <laughs> Davey Rispin back to you yeah I won't mention anything about that but we move on to Division 1 just or Division 2 rather just a one game played um, and that was on Friday night where St Pat's hosted Dundry and it was Dundry who emerged victorious on a scoreline of 3-6 to 12 points um, big win for Dundry because I know they had a stag in was, Newcastle yeah. over the weekend and they were worried about that game possibly being played Saturday and Sunday and going into it you know majorly depleted but big win for them um, had a look at the team, you know, very impressive young team coming on. Um, Morgan Callaghan, newly appointed captain there, son of Barry. So he's only in there, you know, a couple of years in the club and that. So it speaks volumes for him. He's a young man, probably in his early 20s, getting the captaincy. Big achievement for him. Simon Carthy back. I think he was playing as an orthodox full forward. So um, good option to have going into the year. Obviously, they're missing Paddy Kennelly and a few others. But I think Dundry will be pleased with that. Pats will be disappointed. 12 points is a decent score to put up, but... When you can see three goals as you three six, it's not. Yeah, you know, goals win games, and and, and it really was a, a case of that it was twelve scores a piece. Exactly. Oh well, 12, twelve scores, scores to nine. nine. Yeah, so. you know, and uh, the St. Pat's obviously, as you said, will be disappointed with that. But uh, Dundry went off to Newcastle with, uh, <laughs> with, with with fire in their bellies, and I'm sure. Uh, they come home with uh, even more fire in their bellies, probably. <laughs> I don't know what they come home with in their bellies, but we won't quit to that. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, fire somewhere else, but go on anyway. Yeah, no games played in Division 3 this weekend. Obviously, all the games are called off Saturday evening and Sunday, so no games that went ahead Friday would have been included, yeah. you know. So, um, Division 4A, so the first part of Division 4, there was one game played, and that finished in Column Kills 12 points, Moila 5-13. So big win for Moila there. Probably to be expected, they're um they're going into intermediate championship this year. They're playing St. Column Kills second team that have, you know, huge, huge, you know, quality players like Sean Riley, 
Darren Gibney, mm-hmm. players like that um, would would count for a lot in games like this. So they'll be pleased with that. Ted Dowd will be happy. Uh, no other games played in that or in Division 4B. 4B exactly. So um, there was only, what have we, six games played on, in the whole weekend. So yeah, Storm Jorge had, had its... Had its influence. Yeah, St- Storm Jorge uh, really did have an influence uh, on, on the weekend's uh, games. And uh, obviously due to Storm Jorge, uh, we had no games, well, very few play- games played. Um, I did get the phone call for uh, for Saturday afternoon. Simonson were supposed to be playing Boards Mill in Division 4B. Um, but uh, luckily for everybody, that game was called off. And I, I thought you me. wanted to be wrapped up in cotton wool until the courting game. Well, I do. That's All my right. point. I'm delighted that it was well, called off. Not every I... game between now and then is going to be called off, unfortunately, <laughs> Mick. So. Yeah, but I will have an excuse. So I'll, I'll, I'll have an excuse. I want to get myself fit for round eight. I want to be as fit as I possibly can for round eight. And uh, I want to put on a show that day. Um, it's going to be a battle of the corner forwards that day. I'm going to make sure I'm corner forward. Um, Davy Rispin and or corner back. No, no, no. I don't want to be marking you. God, no, no, no. Uh, you have you have twenty years on me. Um, so uh, no, I don't want to be marking you. I'd like to see that though. That could be a really interesting one. <laughs> they bring that into Mark Talton and everything. We could interview both lads going off the pitch. Right, lads. Davy, your thoughts on Mickey's uh, tight or not so tight marking? Whichever way it transpired. Yeah, I, a cynical play, I'd say. <laughs> Ah no! I look. I, I dazzle him with my moves so odd, and uh, you know I, I'd be breaking his ankle every time oh, he went to block. Davy, so. he's twenty years older than you, like, and you still couldn't get away from. Him. And, <laughs> I still couldn't and, outscore him, and he outscored you from corner back. Like, what can you say to that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look. If I don't make my return before then, I'll definitely back be back for round eight. But look, there's no point in going into tables ranting. Um, as the weeks progress and we get more league games played, we will um, show up the tables then. Coming up your tables. Yeah, he we're jo- we're <laughs> joint top of Division 1, Mickey. Come on. He's not top on score No, no, difference. no. Don Oh, Don Chocolate, our top on score difference, is it? Yeah. All ah, right, no problem at all. He's our second. Uh, just to let you know. <laughs> Third. Oh, no. Um, but we're we're going to move on anyway from the uh, All 30 Football League and we're going to go to the Mead County setup. And uh, the minor Camogues were out first. Uh, on uh, on the weekend and they played Armagh in Kilcloon Batterstown um, they won this on the scoreline of 3 goals and 13 points to Armagh's 1 goal and 2 so a great victory there for the Mead Minor Camogues we don't have any more information on that as we said um, we've spoken to uh, the PROs of each of the um, different codes and we're hoping that uh, they will be able to um, give us some more info on these games as they get played because as there's only a couple of us here or 3 or 4 of us in the um, podcast we can't make it to all the games and then I'm caught up working and stuff like that so you know if, if anybody out there does have any info on these games don't be afraid to let us know send it to wearemead at gmail.com and uh, as we said before as well if you have any comments or whatever that you want to make just record them on your uh, on your iPhone or your um, smartphone and uh, you can do it on the what is the voice memos and uh, just email it to us at uh, wearemead um, uh, at gmail.com and as we said we'll vet them and if they're if they're if they're okay to be um, to to be put on the podcast and to be broadcasted uh, we'll definitely include them uh, moving on from the Camogues and uh, we are going to the Hurlers the Mead Hurlers finished their uh, Division 2A um, league campaign with a victory over um, over Mayo um, this game was played in Park Tolchin on Sunday and it was the um 
The curtain raiser to the Mead and Galway uh, Alliance National Football League Division 1 game. But um, I suppose looking at this, Mead were down by four points at half time, Davy Rissman, and uh, a really good showing in the second half. Saw them win on the scoreline of 117 to Mayo's 18 points, and uh, they finish in fourth place in the uh, table. Mayo finish last with no points. And like while, while I suppose the Mead Hurlers and Nick Weir and the whole team will be disappointed uh, not to have gone a little bit further. They'll be, you know, they'll be pleasantly, you know, surprised at some of their performances. Like, you know, the, the game against Offaly um, after, you know, taking a hiding in the uh, in the Kyo Cup mm. to come back and put in that performance. So very unlucky uh, to lose by a couple of points that day. You know, it'll give them great heart going into the Joe McDonough Cup. It will, yeah. I think the results, the two results they actually picked up, probably the performances weren't near as good as the Offaly one, which yeah. is ironic really. But at the end of the day, the two games they needed to win, they did win. Didn't really matter how they did it, but, you know, beating Wicklow and Mayo at home, was always going to be paramount to survival in this division and uh, you know they achieved that and as you mentioned the Offaly game is a bit unlucky the Kerry game is probably a little bit of a, of a regret because they were narrowly beaten and, and didn't even play that well yeah. but the Antrim game was a complete write-off and I think Nick Weir which we'll hear about in, in our Patreon podcast uh, the Loyal Royals we'll hear him you know speak about that that it was important even though in the end today's results didn't actually matter because they were still safe after Offaly beaten Wicklow but he said going into championship, they needed a win. They mm-hmm. needed they needed to get a win. And particularly when you're playing in front of a big crowd in Avon, you know, getting the win. And the way they finished the game, similar to the Wicklow game, was really, really good. Getting the penalty was a key turning point. But also Padre Hanran chipped over a couple of pressure frees towards the latter end of that game and deep into injury time. And uh, showed great character again. And I think they have a lot going for them going into championship and Joe McDonough. Yeah, um, you mentioned it there already. The Loyal Royal podcast we will be doing a, a hurling special on the loyal royals and uh, you managed to get speaking with nicky nick weir shawnee garrity and Paj O'Hanron. so we'll have those three um uh, interviews going out on our patreon podcast and again the loyal royals podcast the patreon service it's only for the diehard uh, mead supporters you know uh, we do do this um we are mead podcast as well it goes out free on soundcloud and all other um uh, domains as well but the, the Loyal Royal ones is, you know, for the diehard it goes week in, week out to all these games and uh, we do have the extra content on those podcasts and uh, and, and the interviews and everything and uh, sometimes we even do road trips as well and we did one there a couple of weeks ago with the lads. They did a fantastic podcast as they made their way down to Killarney via Parnell Park and on the way home via Supermax, I think, four times. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, the, the Loyal Royal podcast, don't forget... Go and sign up for that if you are a true, um, you know, Mead supporter for that one. Um, yeah, disappointing uh, or a great result for, for for the Mead hurlers. We go on then to the footballers and uh, just pipped at the post. Um, Mead against Galway. Galway won 14 or Mead won 12. A home game for Mead. And, uh, you know, Mead were four points up at half time. And Brian Kelly, I suppose... Uh, probably needed to be another few points up at half time against that Galway team yeah it was probably a win where you could have done it being six or seven points clear and it looked like we were going to get that far ahead we got a good early lead good goal from Ethan Devine and you thought right you're on the right path here but then the scores dried up a little bit um, Galway for want of a better way of putting it got to grips with us and um, we just couldn't break through the shackles and I know in the stands people were getting frustrated with some of the things that they were witnessing going on off the ball. 
referees and officials can't see everything and Galway played on the edge like great teams do and they they eked their way back into with Chen Walsh then got a few frees and they run into half time and all of a sudden it was one six to five and you just felt that wasn't going to be enough enough of a lead. Now they got it back and then Mead steadied the ship and you kinda of thought, right, if we keep it nip and tuck here, you've a chance the conditions at one stage in the second half were horrendous. Like you open put the mother in loud and never mind two sets of football teams. <laughs> And um, at that stage, we were three points down and you kind of said, right, a lot of teams here just kind of pack up and go home. But no, Mead kept digging in and got it back and got it back. And great credit goes to the Galway goalkeeper, Donald Lennon, struck a free into the teeth of the wind from 44 metres out. And the goalie got up and caught it above his crossbar. Had that gone over, Mead were level. When he didn't, when it didn't go over the bar, it was a huge boost to Galway and they managed to eke out a late score to go two points clear. But it was a heroic effort. Just came up short. It sounds like we're saying the same thing week on week. Mayo a few weeks ago came up short. Kerry last week came up very short. Just short again this week. But the performances week on week are getting better and better for me. And you're getting one or two bodies back week on week too. Like we've seen a few lads coming off the bench today, which we hadn't seen previously. And there's a huge amount to be positive about. Okay, the results didn't go our way, but yeah, you walked out of Park College today. Happy with the performance and happy with what you'd see. Similar to which last week in Killarney. Yeah, but you didn't see that against Donegal. That's yeah. the one game where we where as Andy even referenced and Kerry that, that you didn't see, get a performance you'd be happy with. You still kept you still kept Donegal to, to ten scores, which is a funny one, three seven um on the day or three eight, maybe eleven scores or whatever. So like defensively, Meade did well, but we we remember looking back at that game, you know, the goals were just so uh, the killer that there was two penalties. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you'd been okay with the breeze. You'd limited Donegal into the breeze. The next thing they got two penalties, one of which I think we got a black card from maybe as well. And mm-hmm. just the, all these things accumulate. And you, and you're in your first season back in Division One. You need the little breaks here and there. We're just not getting them at the moment. But if we don't get them now, and we get them later on in the year, and it gets us to an All Ireland Super Eights or even one step forward. You take it because over generally over season these things balance out. They do well. You'd hope they would, and whatever. Um, look, Division One teams are very, very clever, very, very cynical, and and uh, you know they use the they they use the 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 uh, rule book to their own advantage. Davy, I suppose looking at it as a whole, Mead looking at the table there, Mead are uh, now confirmed as relegated from Division One, but you know th- there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, it, it it's 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 sixteen years or fourteen years since Mead were playing in Division One, like you know, and it, it the experience of playing in Division One is huge. So like they'll be going back into the Division Two last year or next year. I I see a lot of similarities between you know Cavan and Mead playing in Division One. Um, uh, Cavan uh, lost the two times that they played in Division One, lost a lot of games by small margins. Yeah. And when you look at the stats, one of the things that stands out for me is, you know, in a lot of those games, Cavan were really competitive, similarly to Mead, and created more scoring chances than the opposing team or an equal amount, very similar to Mead. And the one stat that they have in common is they're free-taking. The conversion rate of frees on this Mead team, now looking at it today, is 40%. That's a trend throughout mm. the league. And the teams we've played against, like Galway's today, is 70, 70, 77%. So if we were at 77%, we would have got another two frees today. 
that's a draw match. Mm. And you know, and, and and that's that's throughout all the games. You look down through the divi- through the division one teams, and you know, like Galway, Kerry, Dublin, Tyrone, Donegal, Monaghan, and Mayo. They've all been season campaigners in Division One over the last number of years, and they all have a free taker, or they are hitting seventy five percent and above of their freeze. And and like that's something I'm sure like Andy will look at and say, God, you know, like you look at the free chances we had in all those games, lot of those games hung in the balance had we had a free taker that was consistent and scoring those frees and this year we're missing our main man for frees Mickey Newman yeah we are and I think that's probably one of the main explanations that our percentage is down there because last year when you look at the league our our, our percentage conversion rate from frees was far higher it was definitely in the 60% sometimes in the 70s and then we're we're up to where you know Galway were today we'll say for example but not just Mickey, but Donald Lennon, who came yeah. back in today, um, interestingly enough, was straight on the freeze. You know, when Shane Walsh was on the field, Thomas O'Reilly was still on the field, Killian O'Sullivan was on the field, but he, he was all over the freeze. He got two out of three, I think, um, and there were good freeze. Not so much, you know, extremely far out or anything like that. Just a bit of an angle, as Brian mentioned, a ridiculous wind blowing down, or you know, straight into his face. But you know, kicked two of the three and also got a great score from play. And the one he didn't, and the one he didn't, like was, was, was over the bar, it was over like the, the bar, bar exactly. Catches it above the crossbar. So there's nothing you can really do about that. He he is probably on par with Mickey Newman when it comes to free take, and I don't know how that'll work. You know, when the two of them are back, and it'll be a probably good problem to have that the two of them are in the one team if we can fit them in, and they'll both definitely have a role in that. But we have seen it throughout the league, and it has cost us in tighter games before. And, you know, there was a few opportunities spurned today, which, you know, I have no doubt that if there was a more natural free taker, I even from the other side, from Ben Brennan's perspective, he's got it and he's injured, you know, now. And yeah. we all know he is a good on form. He's very good off his left boot. So, so, so all in all, what, my point about that yeah. is that we're not far away. Like performances have been as good as as, as, as the opponents most of the time. Yeah. Um, we've created as many, if not more, scoring chances. So... And defensively, we've been excellent. Like mm-hmm. our, our defense have been absolutely fantastic. So, you know, there's there's huge optimism, is what I'm saying. Like you know, and we have to be thinking like you know, we're as good as most of those Division One teams. Yes, the frustrating thing is that we know we're good enough to, and we proved that in the last three weeks. Yeah. But yeah, we don't have a chance to go and test ourselves against them again next year. I know we will, obviously, hopefully in Championship. But it's a little bit annoying that we have these performances, but unfortunately we're going to drop that back to the second tier again next year. Yeah. And that will be back to being an absolute dogfight that it is every single year. doesn't matter how good a team you are, you, you will always have your fill of it in Division 2. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of it. And we could so easily be sitting here tonight with four points under our belts from the Mayo game and, of course, the Galway game. But we're not. And unfortunately, we, we're missing that little bit of experience that you talked about and cuteness. To, to see games out and to do what other teams are doing to us. And that was my that was the point I was going to make uh, when you did say, you know, we'll be playing our trade in Division 2 next year, but we have to, we have to you know, lock in the experience of playing in Division 1 and use it to mm-hmm. our advantage over or, or, or next year in, in Division 2 and use it to our advantage in the Championship this year. And the players know now when they get to a level of performance and work rate and application that they're as good as any team in, in, in the country. And uh, and I know that although we are mathematically relegated, that the next two games, Mead 
the, this me team are going to give it their all, you know, to, to finish the, the, the year with a bit with, with some points or with something to, to give the supporters some real heart going into the championship. Yeah, and like two brilliant games to come, Mead and Dublin. Yeah. No Mead player ever needs an excuse to rise themselves for a And you never know, Dublin. there might be a load of Dublin suspensions after their game uh, against Tyrone the other night. If video evidence is used, you know, it could be their B team are playing. <laughs> <laughs> it could and uh, I'd rather beat their A team when, yeah. we, when we do beat them next than beat their B team but at the moment I take any win over them because exactly. they're just getting a little bit annoying and losing to them with the regularity unfortunately we have been but then you go and then and you've you got know, Monaghan then after that like what Mead player is going to need an excuse to rise themselves to play a team managed by Banty McInerney <laughs> like, he promised he'd get us out of Division 2 he did he got us to Division 3 <laughs> Well, he fulfilled his promise, that's for sure, anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's good for that. Um, like, But no, in all seriousness, every Mead player is going to, like Mead and Monaghan, it's another local derby. Our record in Clonus isn't exactly wonderful. It's a great chance to write that wrong. It's a great chance, you know, getting bodies back all the time. You'd imagine by that game, you should have a few more maybe back. Or if not, you'll have more training time and more game time into the likes of the lads who come on today. And what would it and mean to those players as well to get a win over Monaghan just before they go into the championship? Like, it'd be huge. It'd be massive. It'd be absolutely huge. Because like, we could have got a win the last couple of weeks. We didn't. But you're getting closer and closer. And you, if you keep knocking on a door, eventually it's going to open. And if we keep going, like, Monaghan is the game now. When you look at the last two games, the Monaghan game is the one you're saying, right, that's the one you really think you've a, that's big, the, the, you have a bigger chance. I'd look and say that's the guaranteed one that's 50-50 against Dublin. Spoken Spoke <laughs> like a true captain. <laughs> Spoken like a true mead man. Um, you know, 50-50 uh, against Dublin and a guaranteed win against Monaghan. Um, look, um, there's no question uh, these these lads, they've worked their socks off all year and they have given uh, the mead supporters lots to shout about so far. Uh, haven't got the results. They've two games to write that wrong. Um, and, and get ready for championship. We're going to move on now. Um, before we finish up, we are going to go to Davy Ristman for Instagram interaction. Um, it is a new slot on the We Are Mead podcast every week, and uh, we're going to keep some of them for the Patreon podcast, the more serious and, uh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the more, the more, the more uh, uh, what would you say? What word would you use, Davy, for them? We we'll go know. with the light-hearted ones anyway on the We Are Mead podcast. Yeah, there's not too many of the light-hearted ones. Uh, I suppose we've one from Sean Ryan here. Uh, send in the nipper Dwyer, I suppose he means from Dunchocklin. It's actually gas because I, I think I know where this is coming from. It's coming from the forums at Hogan Stand and, you know, they're yeah. different lads coming and calling for lads to come in. Nipper Dwyer hasn't played for his club in about two and a half years yet. There's people calling on him to come into the county. Ah, so that's what you have to love about the Hogan stand. You can go in there uh, uh, completely oblivious to anybody, um, you know, go in under a pseudonym and just make the most ridiculous statements ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Deck Burns come in. Never mind today's result. When are you going to interview Dixie Mack from Centralstown? And I think that goes back to the Clarny um, experience or trip. He he was a man who travelled from Donegal down to Killarney um, for the game and also probably for a session. We we were trying to organise an interview, but unfortunately that never came about. And uh, we were trying to organise it for Reedy's. That didn't happen that night. And the next morning I was talking to Stan O'Brien from, from our club. He's sort of adopted in Sessions. I don't know, which, is that the right term for it? But uh, the boys were in the early house and we were on the way to the game. So that never happened. But we must try and get something because he is a huge Mead fan who makes an incredible... Journey like that's I, yeah. I, I 
tried to do it. I think it was a thousand kilometers of a round trip or something like that. From um, he wasn't heading back. Well, <laughs> he's still down there, is he? <laughs> um, but look at unbe- unbelievable. That's where that's coming from. Just um, before you go on, just a question in as well. Yeah. Um, uh, from Damien Farley. Just wanted to know about because I, I forgot to do this on the when we were doing the the All County Football League. Um, will this week's uh, delayed a league fixtures be rescheduled for next weekend or left to play at another stage because next weekend is uh, a hurling weekend according to the planner question mark question mark question mark so just on that um brian kelly have we any word from the county board what they'll do with those uh, fixtures that were called off this weekend there's no official word yet but by and large the general rule of thumb is that get final round games in the league or championship are to be played at the same time so i'd imagine these games will be played at some stage before the final round, yeah, and they won't, uh, they won't be. Def- I don't. I don't think. Will the CCCCCCC tomorrow make a, a, a ruling on make, that? They won't make any ruling tomorrow because they generally meet on a Tuesday. Um, it, well, then on Tuesday, it'll then. depend on how, how much stuff is on the agenda this week. They'll have to look at the calendar and see where they can potentially so put these games in. It more than likely be a few weeks before they can, you know, categorically say right. Well, they're going to be fixed for such and such. So that means next weekend is out. Next weekend is a Harland weekend and there won't be any football games fixed to clash with the Harland weekend. Great stuff. That's just uh, that's as best as we can answer that for you, Damien Farley, at the moment. But uh, we're going to go back to David Rispin and Insta- Instagram interaction. Yeah, uh, Tom O'Connor. Uh, great to see Harland back and more forwards getting in like Lenehan and Jack. Jack, if people don't know, is Jack O'Connor, his cousin. He's on first name terms with him. Yeah. So he just says He's Jack. just Jack. Yeah to, yeah, to Tom. But yeah, look at it. Porrick Harnham back I suppose is going to be a major player yeah absolutely um, brilliant to see him back he was phenomenal when he came back into the squad last year so we're hoping for more of that um, in the coming games uh, Donald Lennon was unreal that's from Monaghan Monaghan B9 yeah well like lads you said that uh, Lennon was brilliant you know he had Two from freeze, one from play, and the other free that he took was plucked from uh, the, the the top of the, the post nearly um, by the goalkeeper about two feet above the, the crossbar, and it definitely would have been another score. He would have had four from four, Brian. Yeah, it was a huge impact from him. And look, to be honest, it's what you'd expect from him because he's an excellent footballer and he's been champion at the bit. He, unfortunately for him, coming back from a year out, he missed the early rounds of the league. He came on as a sub against Kerry last year. That gave him a little taste for it. I believe he may have featured a little bit in the challenge prior to that game, which again, it's just bringing him a bit closer to the boil. And he did really well when he came in today. And something that has been an issue up to now has been, there's been no settled free taker. Brian McMahon was on it for a while. Done. I, Tomas Riley was excellent on them last week. But when you look at the panel from 1 to 40 or whatever, and you look through your free takers, you'd probably say Mickey Newman is your first choice. And second choice would probably be Donald Lenehan. Yeah. So now you've Donald Lenehan back. And it's just adding more strength and depth to your free-taking options and front play as well. And he's just a huge asset of back. Yeah, he definitely is. And if we can get uh, Mickey Newman back from Reedy's in Killarney, he'd be a great option to have as well. So he will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, two or three more of the kind of light-hearted ones and then we'll keep the rest for uh, the Loyal Royals. Sean Duggan, um, disappointing, but it's going to be a great summer. Yeah, he's probably looking forward to the beer gardens and that in the likes of Reedy's. <laughs> Has he, did, did he see the weather forecast or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Simon Finn need Nicky Judge back in once he gets his knees right we'll be lethal I don't yeah. know is that a tongue in cheek one or is there actually a bit of seriousness to that well we'll sort out his knees first and then <laughs> and, 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 and that will answer itself 
Yeah, uh, Ellie Fedigan, uh, goalkeeper running out into midfield, gave me <laughs> gave me anxiety. He's Marky Ren, he could do what he likes. Uh, <laughs> but in fairness, and he and he's been excellent. He gives us he gives us a completely different dimension in the it's it's very um nerve wracking to watch. But I mean, in fairness, now there was one we we actually got pulled for it, and you'll hear it in Andy's interview. A free went from Ethan Devine for a strike in action. Now Andy was you know, earmarked that as a bad decision that was made. But on the main, particularly against the strong wind, which we've had to contend with in the last few weeks, the short kickouts have worked really well. And Marky is an, is an option then to get the ball back from. But then the new rule that's coming in yeah. may well curtail that and take away from that in, in a month's time. But we'll have to see. But yeah, he's doing well, you'd have to say. For a guy that was goalkeeping coach at the start of the year, he's, he's done ever so That was well. the question I was just throw, going to throw in now. So the me goalkeeping coach is the goalkeeper. Who coaches the meat Gary Rogers is back in. <laughs> Gary Rogers yeah, is back in today. coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'd say Gary Rogers, in fairness to him, was never too far away from the squad anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the rest of them are pretty, I won't say they're more serious or anything, but they're probably more about specifically about the game and that. So we Which we will be, yeah, we'll be going into them. more in-depth in analysis of the game and we can include these questions on the Patreon podcast. Yeah, look, again, we want to thank everybody for getting involved with the Instagram interaction. It's uh, it's always great to have it and to get your opinions and uh, even your little uh, jokes. Nothing from PJ Stapes there or P Stapes. Um, this no, he's week. usually good for a Yeah, he's usually good for a random one, so he is. No. Um, he's still in Reedy's. He's still in Reedy's. Paddy didn't make it down to uh, to 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 Killarney, so he didn't. Paddy Stapleton, um, P Stapes. He goes under the 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 name of P Stapes, but he always is good for a random question that we can always answer. Is there one more there, Davy? No, no. that we'll count them all. Cool. What we're going to do now is we're going to move on to the GEA Predictions in association with Courtown GFC, and we are going to get the results, and we are going to look at the We Are Mead table from the uh, GEA Predictions.com. Yeah, this, this, um, oh, this is just, this is just brilliant. It makes for great reading. <sighs> okay, so we'll start at the top. Gary Coyne retaining his lead. It's ever so narrow. Uh, he's on 150 points. What did he score this week? 22. 22, okay. 150 points, a point ahead of Nicholas Finney, who's up, in fairness has been up there from the start as well with 149, so that's getting tight between and the two And his score lads. this week? Uh, 25. 25. Uh, Shane McNiff in third from Karen Ross and Tom O'Connor in fourth. Scores this week? 22 and 21 respectively right um, then we go down to Davy Byrne on 136 he had a poor week with only 15 Jamie Coslow then only 18 this week 135 so and then it's pretty you know close all the way down um, as far as where's the first of the way meet it is Kieran Flynn with 122 he weighed in with 25 points this week um, then making your move there Mick uh, 27 points this week 105 overall that's that, that that's the highest uh, you've mentioned so far. Twenty seven points. It might it might be the highest of the week in, in the we are meeting, but it's fairness, the highest you've mentioned in so fairness, far. Fairness, yeah. It yeah. is the highest in the league. <sighs> yeah, yeah, of course it was. Uh, and I and I do want to just check a couple of things. I counted it up as thirty earlier on, but look, you know, you was, counted it wrong last week yeah, as well. Yeah, so I say, well, I didn't count mine wrong last week. I counted the winner last week wrong. <laughs> Maybe I have a result wrong in my head. Um, then, Davy, um, yourself. Yeah, I'm there with 102. I'm three points off you, Mick. You're it's three not points off me. Martha, not a sprint, yeah. Yeah, um, um, that, that, that's my cliche. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be stealing I, my cliche. I can, as well. yeah. It's, it's a very um, world-renowned cliche. It's not just, you know, <laughs> Well, I yours. think I coined it. Um, yeah, as well did, as yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, well, I'm not older than you. Um, <laughs> I know. But, um, 
just to go back to it, um, so you scored how many points this week? Uh, unlucky for some, <laughs> thirteen, 13 <laughs> points this yeah. week. Yeah, um, and 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 you do realize now that the pressure is so on you at the moment now because yeah, you yeah. you were ahead of me like for so long, and then just as we get to two weeks left, I've just gone ahead of you. I know mm. oh, I'm, I'm, I won't lose any sleep about it. Like it's muscle memory for me, you know. Um, you don't have as much muscle memory as I do. I've done the hard work. I have done the laps. I have done all the running. I have done the predictions since I was about 10. And I'll you know, just come grab the ball off you and put it over the bar. That's what I'm going to do. You are, you are in a very, very, um, uh, uh, very peculiar predicament at the moment. So yeah. we'll, we'll just go down towards the bottom as well. well. Okay, sorry. Um, I just wanted to dwell on that. Susan Farrell, who we always tend to mention, she's still on the running table of the people. The first two at the very bottom, you could discount them. They've only entered in week one, haven't played since... So Susan Farrell in the live table is bottom with 83 points. And Robert Purfield and Pat Conlon, who are good um, Good listeners, listeners to the pod, yeah. They're down there as well. They should they're be ashamed of themselves. Well, no, they're, they're, they're listening to your predictions. That's what it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're taking If they were listening, they might not be just that low. They'd be low, <laughs> but not as bad as they are. Um, but good to see up near the top, like we have Nicholas Finley, who's obviously, look at all of these people, are we are mead listeners because it's a yeah, we are mead league. Exactly. But uh, it's getting tight at the top. You'd have to say that the first two. Where's poor Mags going? And is she above you or below you? Mags is above uh, us both, Mickey. Oh, God. Yeah, and there was a time she wasn't, but she only had 14 this week, but she's 110 overall. Had an excellent, actually, you know, last week, 36 points. She was damn close to getting into the. Winner circle there, 36 points is an outstanding one. We brushed over that. That was round four. So that's why she's up where she is. But she's, you know, comfortably mid-table. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're just, uh, well, I'm just below mid-table and then you're down bottom half of the table. Yeah, neither saying? of us are fighting relegation, but there's definitely a lot to play for between now and the end yeah, of the I'm season. Go, I'm going for a European spot, definitely. So I am. So Europa that's, League, yeah. Yeah, Europa League. Well, you're not going to get Champions League, so you're not. No, I'll win the Cup. <laughs> the Carabao Cup, yeah. Um, uh, the Torchon Cup. <laughs> Which one now? Yeah. Well, you're out of both. Yeah, you're out of both, yeah. Um, uh, no, that's brilliant. Um, it's always been a crack to, do, to have a look at that. And, uh, you know, the way the results are going in, in the Allianz Football League across all four divisions, it's very hard every week. To to um, I suppose you know get the get the get the results and, and predict uh, uh, winners. A few draws thrown in there that really kind of I actually had picked out a draw between Mead and, and and Galway this week. It's the first time I've ever gone against Mead for a win, but I couldn't go for but a Galway lose. I picked pick Cavan the Cavan game to be a draw, and that was damn close as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's some of the results. I mean, last week Waterford getting a win against Sligo, and we've all heard the crack with Waterford. The mental lads they train and the amount yeah. they brought up, and then even today they got a great result against. They got Carlo. a draw against Carlo. That's a serious yeah. result for them. And Carlo were well up, but I had Carlo mm. in that. Oh, look, same. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, that's uh, that's everything covered so far. We're going to go to Brian Kelly. Is there anything or any more business from the county board or minor county board? Anything coming up? Nothing coming up unless the pitches dry out, unfortunately. I'm doing novenas every night for a bit of decent weather. Looking at the forecast, I ain't happy. Yeah, I, you know, you, you can say all the prayers you want. You need to get out and with a with, with, an, with a hairbrush or something. That's the only way you're going to dry the pitches out. Uh, Dave Urspin, any more business from yourself or Glen Vey or, or Cortown um, GA predictions? or you know. No, uh, something else. I'll actually, and I, I promised him I'd give him a little bit of a shout out with Sean Tobin. And I'm sure you've seen the initiative he is doing on social media at the minute um so it's basically get out and it's kind of to get people a little bit more active particularly young people 
who are at home playing Xbox on the computers or phones all day, whatever it is. He's basically showcasing this across Instagram and Facebook whereby people can go out, kick a point, show show some piece of skill that they have and he's happy to kind of document it on his own Instagram Class. and get people out. Sort of like the Ice Bucket Challenge, something similar to that, but for people just to show what they can do, get out and start kicking ball again because it is a little bit of, um, I won't say it's a dying thing, but it's definitely something that in the last five or six years young people aren't doing as much as they used to be. So yeah, you don't see initiative. you don't see as much street football anymore, um, if you want to yeah. call it that, where, where you go out onto a road and you see a load of lads kicking ball out on mm. the road and whatever, and, you know, he, he's dead right. Maybe it's not safe to do that on the roads or around towns anymore, so uh, due to traffic congestion and all that. So maybe get out to your GA pitch and, and, and record yourself scoring a worldly from the sideline or something. Exactly, and he's doing, he has some great prizes lined up, signed jerseys, signed footballs, um loads of other stuff a training session with himself which might be interesting you might even get in on that <laughs> um, but there's loads of different things and it's it's really good stuff from himself and I think Mickey Brock could be involved as well Class. the two lads so uh, have a look at that if you haven't done already and get involved well look on that note I suppose I need to get out of here I need to get out to Simonstown um, with my phone and uh, I, I, you can hold the phone we, we might actually do something yeah you, you can hold the phone baby. <laughs> so you could, you, <laughs> you could record me kicking worldies and you know and, I, could and, and for, taking, I could be there for for a while <laughs> take, take inspiration from me you know um, kicking 60 yard freeze and stuff for the crack uh, Brian Kelly you might even throw in your maybe hat maybe just bring a battery pack maybe you might need it <laughs> or an injury <laughs> pack <laughs> um, but no um, we'll, do you know what when the weather gets a little better we might do something like that we might go out to uh, a local football pitch here that's close to the bunker and uh, record a bit of that and get involved with uh, that great initiative from Sean Tobin and I suppose um, all that's left to say is remember we are me why it matters more